Today on Locked on Mariners, three teams of contestants answer questions about grocery items in order to build up their time clocks for the big sweep. Welcome to Locked on Mariners, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. After setting record high temperatures in the middle of last week, we got up to a whole 57 degrees yesterday, and today the high is supposed to be 64. Good afternoon, Mariners fans, and welcome here to another week of Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please remember to download, rate, and follow this program on any podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners Podcast or any program here on the Locked On Podcast Network or T-L-O-P-N or hit it, Jason. Flopping. You got it, sir. That, of course, was not Jason Burke of Locked On A's. <laughs> that was Jason Hernandez of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. How are you doing today, Jason? You know, the temperature at the game time for the Friday game between the Anaheim Angels, sorry, the Los Angeles Angels <laughs> and the Seattle Mariners was 69 degrees. <laughs> oh, yes, indeed. Speaking of that game, Jason, thank you for that segue. We're going yeah. ta- to be talking about... Uh, the previous three games of the Anaheim series, and then kind of whatever else uh, strikes our fancy, as it were. Friday night, June 4th, 2021, Year of Our Lord, was a 3-2 victory for those Anaheim Angels. And the most unusual aspect of this game, ladies and gentlemen, is that Jake Fraley did not uh, have one base on balls. He had had a base on balls in each of his last 73,000 games. Um, after this game, he had a batting average of 167 and an OPS of 875. His numbers still are hilarious. Uh, I'm serious. What else happened in this game? J.P. Crawford hit a hit a home run. I saw this game, and I, I don't remember much of it. Ah, this was the bullpen game that Robert Duggar started. Kind of fell up, didn't kind of fall apart. He did fall apart in the third inning, uh, earlier than we're used to. Daniel Zamora came in to clean him up. Hector Santiago pitched uh, three innings in relief. Uh, gave up, uh, let's see, one run. Will Vest and Paul Sewald also pitching in that game. Home runs for the Angels by Justin Upton and uh, Rojas, whoever that is. I shouldn't even say that. <laughs> Jose Rojas. Jose Rojas. You know, that's what I, that's what I was going to say. And I was afraid. Oh, I know what I was thinking. I was getting him confused with Mel Rojas, the relief ah. pi- the relief pitcher from about thirty years ago. Otani San started this game for the Angels and hit yeah. second. That's why I saw this game because I wanted to. I really wanted to see him pitch and hit at the same time. He went zero for two at the plate, but he did draw a walk. Uh, let's talk about Otani San for a little bit, uh, oh, Jason. Let's- in fact, if you want to go off on talking about Otani San, that is fine with me. He's a freak, and I mean that in the most complimentary way I can. Well, I mean, when you have someone with that kind of talent, that pitching talent, that complements his hitting talent, this is a modern-day Babe Ruth, and this yes. is no hyperbole, but he really is the real deal. What I don't like, especially lately, is some of these pundits, these local pundits, saying, Mm. oh, Otani should not pitch. He should hit all the time. He would hit 40 home runs easily. Well, slow your roll. The reason the Angels got him in the first place is because of his pitching. Keep in mind how thin the Angels pitching really is. When you have a staff of a bunch of no-names for the Angels, I know I cover an Anaheim team, but their pitching is abysmal. Their ERA hovers 
around the fives or sixes a lot this season. Mm-hmm. Otani's their one of their best pitchers. He went six innings. He only allowed two earned runs. That's it. Only four hits. But holy cow, the strikeouts. You talk about the wipeout pitches that he has. That slider is amazing. He got a lot of quality outs in his six innings. He held the Mariners to just two earned runs over six, mm-hmm. which is a quality start. Yeah. The only kind of blemish was that J.P. Crawford home run, and that was it. That was really like the big blemish. Mm-hmm. And it was a good at-bat by Crawford, don't get me wrong. I mean, it was the first at-bat of the game. Oh, yeah, it's but... nice to see him. He can turn on an inside pitch. He doesn't have that much pop. But if you pitch him inside, he can turn on it and put it into the seats or put it into the right field corner for extra bases. That's where his power is. But at the same time, if you try to pitch him away, he'll just serve it into left field for a single. He's turned. He's made himself a pretty versatile hitter who can get the job done and since he's been put back in the leadoff spot he's been doing pretty well well and even Otani will tell you that was a mistake to pitch him inside because yes there was the scouting report on Crawford before the game anyway mm-hmm. and Otani will tell you that was a mistake pitch if it wasn't for that then Otani probably would have allowed no runs or one run that was the one batter that that's given him trouble to start <laughs> his career so maybe that's someone that he has to watch for same with Mitch Hanniger who actually went 0 for 4 in that particular game, and Cal Seager, who also went 0 for 4 in that particular game. He's scuffling. Yeah. But Otani had Seager's number. He had he had Murphy's number. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Three strikeouts against him. Otani put out everything against the 4-7 to seven hitters. It was amazing. Something else that I want to talk about as far as Otani-san goes is... His attention to detail. Yes, he can hit the radar guns at 95, 96, 97. He can light it up. But his placement has gotten better now than it was two years ago. Mm -hmm. That's something that's improved his game a lot. Which is why the Angels are not going to entertain the idea of ever having him as an everyday hitter. He's going to have some days off. Sure. It's going to suck because guess what the Angels don't have Mike Trout right now. They're not going to have Otani every day. They no longer have Albert Pujols, who's sort of, you know, doing well for the Dodgers. I mean, look at Sunday. I mean, just off topic, Sunday's game against the Braves. Mm -hmm. Pujols had the only offense of that game. So the Angels don't have that bad. I know. I know what you're saying. Pujols is a threat. Yes. Pujols is always a threat when you have 670-something career home runs. He's always a threat. Mm-hmm. It's better than having Rojas. It's better than having Juan Lagares. I mean, Fletcher's doing well. but David I mean, Fletcher's one of my favorite players. Yeah, he's doing well in that nine position. But, you know, Suzuki is not doing that well at bat. He's his not. value's defense, though. Yeah, his value, like, okay, his value's but, defense and pitch placement and framing which he did very well. But look, Suzuki and Otani mm-hmm. do well together. But look around the league and look at the catchers. These days, there's almost no offensive output from your average catcher around the league. Catchers who can hit are a rarity these days. There's only a handful of them these days, and that is it. Yeah. So they're really, but, they're really. Yeah. If you have a defensive catcher, I mean, in the American League, having a, having your catcher in the starting lineup is kind of like what it used to be like to have a pitcher in the starting lineup in the National League. That's true. And in one case, having your pitcher hit. <laughs> Again, it's rare these days to have that happen. Yeah. 
But I mean, Otani, his ERA right now is 276. That's the best among the starters. Yeah, and, and then, can I break in here for just a second? Because I looked up it. the Los Angeles Angels team earned run average because you mentioned that it was rather high. Their team ERA is 502. That's last in the American League. Their Yay. starters earned run average is 510. Tw- 27th in all of baseball. Oh. Pardon me. And their relievers ERA, I'm no, pulling up no, now. No, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it? I know it's bad. I know it's bad. I know it's last. Go ahead it and is, do it. It is, also tw- it is also 27th in baseball, second to last in the American League. It is 492. Second to last in the AL. Who passed him? No. <laughs> Who's worse? <laughs> Take a guess. Is it Seattle? No. No, no, no. It's oh. Detroit. Oh, okay, duh. Yeah. Detroit five one nine is the Tigers relievers ERA, and then uh, that and their bottom in the American League, and then two National League teams are actually worse: Colorado and Cincinnati. Colorado has a uh, reliever ERA of five thirty eight, and the Reds bullpen ERA. Get this, Mister Hernandez five seventy eight. Gross. That is horrible. <laughs> Gross. Seattle's bullpen ERA, by the way, is four thirty six. That is way up from oh. what it. That's way up from what it had been. Their bullpen had been a weapon, but with all the injuries to the, both the starting rotation and the bullpen, it's gotten worse. Because as I keep saying, a lot of these guys really should be in Triple A right now, but they wow. have to pitch them at the big league level just because they're so banged up. Remember when Edwin Diaz was on the team and the <laughs> bullpen was the strength. <laughs> Remember when they had the ERA hovering around three? But even earlier this season, it was it was a weapon, except for perhaps Rafael Montero. But Kendall Graveman has been on the shelf now for I think a couple weeks, and he has just been lights out. Drew Steckenrider was on the shelf for a while. He just recently came back. His first outing was terrible, and then he's been aces since then. Uh, Keenan Middleton's been hit or miss. Yesterday afternoon, he was miss big time, but he, he's turned in some very good relief appearances. Robert Duggars turned in some good relief appearances. And Eric Swanson, before he went down, was having a spectacular season out of the bullpen. Hey, got to give the- some credit to Chargois, former Dodger. <laughs> he's looking pretty good. Or the guy I like to call the avocado, yes. Oh. <laughs> There's. You know why I do that? I've explained oh. it. On. Well, because I had trouble pronouncing his name. And Shannon, who I, you know, I've mentioned her on the show all the time. She's my she's my friend and and uh, and my housemate. She gave me a mnemonic device for the last syllable of his name, which is not the syllable I had trouble with. <laughs> she said "gua" like guacamole. So I said, "Okay, he's the avocado." Oh man, isn't that horrible? <laughs> That's great. Yes, That's great and horrible at the same well, time. Well, here's and also on the one of the telecasts this uh, weekend, they said that Shagua's nickname was Shaggy which is the nickname that I gave to you, Drew Steckenrider, so I can no longer call Steckenrider Shaggy. That's kind of sad. Well, it wasn't him. <laughs> I know, but it, the reason I, I called Steckenrider Shaggy is A, because his name is really long and I got tired of typing it, and B, he looks like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Oh, that's Shaggy. <laughs> yes. That's why I called... That's why he looks like if, if uh, Shaggy from Scooby-Doo and Jay Buhner somehow managed to have a child together, which is... There's going to be some astute listeners knowing what I meant. <laughs> But you, you know what is both good and great, DC? You know what is both good and great? Our wonderful advertisers. Yes, they're amazing. They are amazing, and uh, we shall get to them after the trivia corner. And today we have a hall pass. 
This gentleman played 17 years as a corner outfielder in the 1930s and 40s. We're going back for this one, gang. He accumulated a slash line of 324, 362, not much on base skills, slugging of 505. 2,471 hits, 205 home runs, 540 doubles, 113 triples, and 1,383 runs batted in. He has an MVP award win and received MVP votes in six other seasons. Ten-time All-Star, one-time batting champion, and he's also led the league in hits once. It hits twice, pardon me. Runs scored once. He led the league in doubles three times, in triples once, in home runs once, in runs batted in three times, and also in total bases three times. Yes or no for his Hall of Fame candidacy in the opinion of you, the listener. But first, this word from Lucy.co. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors. Wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors. Cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. Incidentally, Lucy lozenges is the name of a dancer down at the Pink Pussycat Playhouse. Managed to get a date with her for after class this evening. Really looking forward to that. Which reminds me, I need to go to the store this afternoon to pick up some Cool Whip. Oh, my. (laughs) Anyways, it's uh, convenient and discreet. Products that can be enjoyed anywhere. On flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. Or at the Pink Pussycat Playhouse. It's 2021, if you didn't know, gang. Get rid of your cigarettes and unplug that vape. Throw out your dip and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes discreetly to your door each month. It's so simple and you don't have to leave your house uh, because Lucy has delivery down it says in all caps. Lucy lozenges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. Locked on MLB Network listeners go to Lucy.co and use promo code Locked on MLB to get 20% off all products on your first order including gum or lozenges. That's Lucy.co and use promo code Locked on MLB at checkout. Also I must give this following disclaimer. Warning this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code locked on MLB. The uh, hall pass, all those uh, st- statistics I mentioned. Remember that that's very that's a high batting average, but batting averages were higher then, much higher than than they are now. Jason, yeah. uh, do you think those are Hall of Fame statistics? Uh, the average is way up there. If it's a career average of 324, that means he must have had some seasons where he was maybe 350 or above. He does have an MVP. He's a 10-time All-Star. I believe so, yes. Ooh, that might be enough where I'd say I would highly consider it. Hit the highest batting average he ever accumulated was in 1937. That was uh, 374, and that was oh, the year. Lord. That was the year he won the Triple Crown. Oh, good lord. Yes. That was also his MVP season. Then I will say probably. You'll say probably. Yeah, probably went probably went in eventually. 
I'm trying but, to figure out who it is, but I don't know yet. You don't know yet? Well, I will. No. as you're thinking about it, I will ask you, would you put him in the Hall of Fame? Because, you know, the point of this segment is to kind of get the opinion of, of my guest and also to have the uh, listeners, uh, you know, at home or in their car think about, hmm, does this guy deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? You know, without those knowing are, who he is. Those are great numbers for that MVP season. So, you know what? I'm going to say I'd consider it eventually. Maybe not first off, but I'd consider it. All right. And have you been able to figure out who it is? No. I might need some hints after you talk about your your next, as you read your next ad break. Uh, I, I I give the answer prior to my next ad break, actually. Uh, yeah. Give it afterwards. You know what? I, I'll tell you what. I will save it. I'm going to save it, ladies and gentlemen. So, coming up, the answer to the hall pass. Yeah, I forgot to write a tease. Welcome back to Locked On Mariners. Here once again is your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you very much, Joey Martin. And ladies and gentlemen, still awaiting the, uh, not the answer to the hall pass, but, you know, the identity of the hall pass subject. We're going to give that later on at the very end of B-Block. Hmm. So you have more time to think about who that might be and more time to think about whether or not you would put him in the Hall of Fame if you had a vote. And this is all to drive Jason Hernandez insane. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm stewing here. He is stewing. Stewed Hernandez. No, oh, never mind. No, no, no. No. <laughs> let's let's talk about Well, I just want to finish my thought on the Angels themselves. Do it. They're pitching. Mhm. Look at the other pitchers. Cobb with the 4.24 ERA. He was awful and somehow I okay, I did watch some of Saturday's game too. Mhm. He had an awful inning. I thought the Angels were done. That grand salami on Saturday. What was that? Cobb I'll, was struggling that inning. I'll tell he you what that, that was. Crooked, like, God. That, yeah, go ahead. that grand slam, I was glad to see. I was happy to see that, obviously, just because it was a grand slam. It was a five-run inning for the Mariners. Those are the only five runs that they scored all game. And at that time, it was a five-to-one game. Angels scored one to bring it to five-to-two. And... Just their offense was very good after that. The Angels' offense, not the Mariners' yeah, I, offense. I, I was Frailing. watching that inning itself, going, "Okay, the Mariners were doing something really good. They were taking a lot more pitches during those at bats." Cobb struggled through there. He must have had maybe close to forty pitches in that inning. It looked like Joe Madden was going to take him out. Yeah, but he did after after that, and he didn't. And I at the time I thought that was the wrong decision. Because the Angels did have people warming up. Cobb's pitch count at the time wasn't egregious. No. It was still like hovering around the 50s because he got through the first couple innings rather quickly. And then after that, he just calmed the hell down. Yeah, he wound up going seven innings and throwing 98 pitches. Uh, Three hits overall, those five runs, all of them were earned one walk. Six strikeouts in that home run, which is the home run to uh, Ace Fraley. And the best part about that Grand Slam, in my estimation, J.D., was the fact that it was a pitch on the outer half of the plate that Fraley did not try to pull. He hit it where it was pitched, and he hit it out to left center field and was rewarded with a Grand Slam. To me, that was an excellent excellent piece of hitting. 
It was. It was. He worked that at bat to perfection. He really did. And, and that's something that Jake Fraley has done very well all season, working the count. Hence the 16 or 17 walks he's got now against 25 or whatever it is at bats, that insane on-base percentage he has. He's not hitting a whole lot, but he's getting on base and he's doing damage when he does hit because he now that was his second home run, not only of the season, but of his career. He's moneyballing. He's moneyballing. He's getting on base. He's causing issues for the opponents. I uh, compared him to a certain former Oakland Athletic on last Friday's show. And I don't, ah. know, if, I don't know if you heard that show or not, Jason. I but did not. Who do you think I compared him to? Chris Davis. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, we're actually we're behind on time, so I'll just tell you. I compared him to Lance Blankenship. Remember him? Yes. The walking man. That's a great comparison. The walking man, yeah. Because the on-base is way up there compared to his batting average. Fraley's has got a higher slugging percentage now that he's hit another home run in the interim. But looking at Blankenship's career stats versus what Fraley has done in his short career, the parallels are remarkable. Yeah. But let's talk about the bullpen for Seattle, shall we? Because that's where the Angels really shine. I would rather talk about something else before we get to that bullpen, and that would be Yusei Kikichi, who started on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, He was hit with a line drive in the fifth inning and kind of collapsed as a result, and he twisted his knee on the way down and had to be helped off the field. There's good news after that. He is only listed as day-to-day. The swelling wow. in his knee the next day was much less than the Mariners f- feared it might be. So he did not go on the injured list, which is so helpful for this team. They have so many other pitchers injured anyway. And my first reaction to seeing that play and seeing how badly he twisted that knee as he fell to the ground, I said to the TV, you got to acquire another pitcher because mm-hmm. you cannot have two spots in the rotation designated for bullpen days. The reason they have bullpen days now is because Justin Dunn is on the disabled list. Earlier that day, the Giants had designated Scott Casimir for assignment. Hmm. And I thought that he might be a good pickup for the Mariners because I assumed Kikichi-san was headed for the disabled list. But if he were to be out for a while, I don't care what starting pitcher you run out there in his stead. He just needs to go out and pitch five, six, seven innings. I don't care if he has an ERA of eight and a half. He just <laughs> need to eat innings. So that's why I thought Kazmir might be a good pickup because he might do okay. And even if he didn't, you wouldn't have to give up that much, if anything, to acquire him. Maybe cash considerations at worst, maybe an outright waiver claim. You can get him for cheap, use him until Kikichi comes off the disabled list, and get rid of him. Yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, Casimir could probably go maybe five innings nowadays, five, maybe six, but he won't give you a whole lot of innings. It's not Better than Scott a bullpen Kazmier. game, though. Better than that's a bullpen true. game. And I mean, speaking of the bullpen, oh boy, Steckenrider... He had a rough goal of it against Taylor Ward, not Scout.com's, or <laughs> not that Taylor Ward. No. The other Taylor Ward. The Taylor the Ward who that, guest hosted my program a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the, the Taylor Ward that hit a home run off of Steckenrider. Yes. Yeah, that, that guy. Who's that done pretty guy. well this season. Yeah, he has, but we have to uh, move on, Jason. We can uh, finish this thought after the break, but we do have to get to our next break at this time, which means it's time to tell you out there that if you have a question or a comment, please send it into LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. I'll reply to it on the air in a future mailbag episode. Questions and comments on any subject whatsoever are highly encouraged. does not have to be about the Mariners, baseball, or sports whatsoever. 
Coming up, the answer to the uh, hall pass subject, or the identity of the hall pass subject. Oh. Have you figured it out, Jason? Oh, no, you're... Just go. <laughs> I'll tell you who it is after this word from Bill oh. Bar, the greatest protein bars in the history of hexahedral prisms. Low in sugar and calories, they're high in fiber, protein, and deliciousness. Go to BuiltBar.com to place an order. You can get their variety box, which has two each of the nine standard flavors, or compile a box of the three flavors that most strike your fancy, like double chocolate, coconut, or dryer lint. If you use promo code blurgity blurgity blurgleblorp, Nothing happens. So use promo code LOCKED15 instead, and you'll get 15% off your order. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15, you get 15% off your order. Built Bar, be all that you can be. <laughs> They're delicious. <laughs> By the way, new new flavor alert coming out pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Grasshopper cookie. Oh, yes, indeed. It's we like got a this. cinnamon, but in Built Bar form. Yeah, we got a free sample of that in the mail as the drummer's working overtime. Usually I only employ him two times a show, but since we have a kind of a special feature, the extended trivia corner, oh. uh, he, he gets some overtime in. I'm going to have to let everybody off the hook pretty soon, Jason, if you can't come up with the answer. Okay, so 30s and 40s, you said? Yes, sir. Um, I'm assuming National League based on some of what you said earlier. Yes, sir. Uh, 30s and 40s. Did he play for the Dodgers? He played for the Brooklyn Dodgers for uh, um, five seasons, yes. He was most known uh, and had his most success with another team. Uh, what's, what's the other team? The Cardinals. Cardinals. Oh, oh, oh. It's, uh, what's his face? Um, yes, Joe Medwick. Yes, it's Ducky Medwick. He's a Hall of Famer, isn't he? He is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I used the Hall of Famer this time. Wow. And uh, Yeah. I didn't realize his on-base percentage was... I mean, a 362 on base percentage isn't low, but in comparison to a 324 batting average, it's low. Yeah, it's really low. That means he just went up to bat, just slugging hits left and right. Which he was one of the few. His- yes, he was one of the few players of his era who had more strikeouts than walks. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> in that era, mm-hmm. that's like modern era nowadays. <laughs> Not that I'm just many saying. though. But here's the thing: over over 17 years, he he walked 437 times. That's not a lot. He struck out 551 times. That's two seasons for some people these days. He did that over 17 years. <laughs> it just goes to show how much baseball has changed. That's mean. What's it's mean? True. I mean, it's look true. at Joey Gallo. That's look mean. at Aaron Judge. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Fair point. I'll give you that. <laughs> I hope they're not listening. I, I sincerely doubt they're listening. But in any case, um, i got to tell you, gang, about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's been in full swing for a while now, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all Woo. your UFC slash MMA action. What's that, J.D.? And it's all Stanley Cup playoffs. Yes, indeed. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device in honor of Clive Braithwaite the fourth, and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs in June. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Promo code locked on. Please yeah. gamble responsibly. Please. 
Now back to Locked On Mariners and your host, DC Lundberg. Yeah, Tigers in the next series is the thing. Oh, they're not going to be the underdogs this time. Maybe not. Thank you very much, Joey Martin. As we were talking about in the break, the Mariners, they don't play today, but um, they are in the Motor City as we speak, which I believe is Daytona Beach. And they have the Tigers for the next three games in uh, Detroit, Motown, as it were. But Jason, you wanted to finish a point that we had to kind of cut off at the end of B block. So please go ahead and continue. Yeah, and it's mostly talking about the Mariners bullpen once again. Right, and Uh, this is going to be a short segment game because we're almost at our time limit now. Yeah, I'm just going to keep this short. The bullpen has had a lot of struggles recently. The struggles continued pretty much all weekend, allowing all those against the Angels. He had... God, the the five from Vest on Saturday, and then you had the three from Middleton yesterday. Middleton Good was Lord. bad. I mean, the Mariners are lucky they pulled out that one because they were so far ahead anyway because of that five-run inning. Hey, the Angels' bullpen isn't much better. Strickland looked awful. And, oh, boy, Ciszek is normally lights out. Like, <laughs> Steve Ciszek has that kind of funky delivery and uh-huh. he had had some great outings this season. This wasn't one of them. I have very bad memories of Steve Ciszek as a Mariner. His time in Seattle was not good. Yeah, but, you know, good win for the Mariners yesterday mm-hmm. to almost put it back to 500. Yeah. I think the Mariners' upcoming... By the way, bold prediction. Yeah. They're going to sweep the Tigers this week. <laughs> that is a very bold prediction because when the Tigers visited Safeco Field or, you know, what what it is now a few weeks ago, the Tigers swept them, including no hitting the, the Mariners. Yeah, that ain't happening this time. No. It's well, let's be the reverse. It looks, it's going to be the reverse. Let's look at the pitching matchups. I'll talk about this, obviously, over the next yeah, let's. few days since this is a Monday show. We're not setting up a weekend series. It's going to be Marco Gonzalez versus Matthew Boyd on Tuesday. Okay. On Went Wednesday, it is going to be Chris Flexen versus Casey Mize. The Mariners faced uh-huh. Mize last time. Looked pretty good. And then it's going to be Justice Sheffield on Thursday. Thursday morning, ladies and gentlemen, versus a man that I've never heard of before named TBD. Um, Yeah, there's really no scouting report on TBD. No, there is not. Almost yeah. TBW. Maybe they got it wrong and it's Taylor Blake Ward pitching. Oh, Taylor, buddy. You don't know what's coming. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I could see Seattle sweeping this series. I think, I think Detroit has fallen off over the past couple weeks. Um, their offense has looked abysmal. Their pitching has looked worse and worse the last They're, two weeks. When the when they were in Seattle, their pitching actually looked pretty good. They came into the to the series with a team ERA right around five, and they shed a lot of points off of that off of that earned run average. The Mariners also were in a, were in an offensive slump at that time. But So they did help out the Tigers pitching staff just a bit. The Mariners offense is a little better now than it was then. Ty France is back, and he's doing what he did before the injury. That arm injury just really put him into a tailspin. Yeah. They put it, should have put him on the DL two weeks. Seeds is not looking bad. <laughs> In your opinion, maybe. He struck out three times on uh, on Friday. Yeah, that, that game not was in. No, he's looked better than he had the previous few weeks. No. I still, I still say a sweep. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, that is certainly a possibility. I'm not sure. Well, I almost said I wouldn't bet on it, but I don't bet on anything because I'm not a gambler. But I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Like I said, the Mariners' offense better than it was when they faced Detroit the first time, and like you said, the Tigers' hitting and off hitting and pitching 
is not maybe what it was when they were in Seattle a couple weeks ago. So that could spell success for the Mariners. Justice Sheffield on Thursday, his road ERA is much higher than his home ERA. That might play into the Tigers' favor, but one thing that plays into the Mariners' favor is that they're not going to have to deploy a bullpen game in this series. Yeah, that's the big reason why I say if there's a chance to sweep a series, this is it. That does that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, Jason, we're over our time limit, so we got to wrap it up. Have you got any profound words of wisdom to go out on? And by that, I mean, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, they can find me on Twitter <laughs> at StimpyJD. That's my personal Twitter where I talk about some hockey, some baseball, some basketball here and there. And I post funny baseball memes once in a while. Like, what in the world happened in Pittsburgh two weeks ago? That was ridiculous. I'm still laughing about that. Uh, my personal Twitter is StimpyJD. The show that I host is Locked on Anaheim Ducks. It's a hockey podcast where I talk about anything and everything sometimes. I even talk a little bit of baseball during the summer because, well, what else is there to talk about? (laughs) Really? True. Yeah. So you can find that show, Locked on Anaheim Ducks, on the Locked on Podcast Network or TLOPN or Tlopin. The Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. So follow along. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Tomorrow on this program, ladies and gentlemen, Mariners have an off day today, so there's not going to be a game to recap. Locked on Mariners contributor John Miller is going to be back, and we're going to be talking umpiring once again. Joining us will be Laura Petrie, Sam the Eagle, and a tuning fork. Please remember to download, rate, and follow Locked on Mariners. Look for us on any podcasting app that you uh, that you happen to think of. Leave a rating and review if your podcasting app of choice so allows. Thank you once again to Jason Hernandez for joining us today. I'm DC Lundberg. We'll be back tomorrow afternoon. Have a great evening, gang. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski will keep you updated on the latest news in every major sport with Locked On's team of local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. This is Joey Martin for Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.